Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Qualified. Yes. Uh, you've got the eyesight, the hearing, the coordination, the, the basic health uh, in order to be able to handle the stress of flying. Okay. And then uh, once that begins... Uh, the way it works now, I think, is probably a little different than it was for me. But we started out in basically a Cessna 172, and wow. we flew 36 hours in that aircraft, soloed in it, uh, just to basically get our feet wet and, and make sure that, you know, we enjoyed flying, and that was really something we wanted to do. Then we moved into the T-37, which was a side-by-side trainer, Okay. And the student would sit on the left, the, the instructor would sit on the right, and it, it was a jet, uh, subsonic jet. It wasn't supersonic by any means, but it was yeah. fully capable, and you could get out and you could do crazy things like spin it, uh, so you could learn That's how cool. to get out of a spin if you ever got into one. And, uh, it, it, you know, obviously learning to land with retractable landing gear, you know, because the Cessna didn't, the gear stays down all the time. Yeah. And, you know, all these things, it, it, it's a building process. So you get used to one thing and then they add another unknown or another un, unexperienced. And after the T-37, we went to the T-38, which is a twin-engine, uh, high-speed uh near fighter type aircraft um you know so it's um it's really good for training because it's got all that capability and um that's and you know it's it's um it, it it's really a lot of fun and uh that's where you build out your skills and the majority of our time in pilot training was in the t-38 yeah so uh, you know, at the end, basically, we were in pilot training for a year, uh, and you wow. went through all three of those aircraft in the course of that year. Holy smokes! And then, yeah, wow, <laughs> it was it was challenging, uh, but it's also you know if you love to fly, there's nothing that can beat it. You know, you you get you get to learn how to fly in formation. You get to learn how to do. Uh, do maneuvers with the aircraft, how to make the aircraft perform at its maximum capability. And then at the end of that training, after that year, uh, we were given the opportunity to select uh, what kind of an aircraft we wanted to fly for our first assignment. And because I was near the top of my class, I got to pick the F-4, and I picked the F-4 with a pipeline assignment to Southeast Asia, which meant that I came to Tampa, Florida. I spent six months learning how to fly the airplane, employ it, um, drop bombs with it, air-to-air, whatever, the, all the capabilities that it had. And then my next assignment was in Southeast Asia. Wow. That's a heck of a deal. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast, uh, Glenn Nielsen, with us today. He is uh, talking about and taking us through 
some of the different combat uh, and and non-combat military aircraft of yesterday. And I uh, wanted to get him on today to, to, to chat about this because uh, we've, had a, we've had a lot of folks who, uh, who have asked us uh, uh, about various things. And uh, I always try to, try to get experts on here because I'm not going to be like some of these talk radio guys who are like, well, I don't know anything about this, but I'm going to get on the radio and tell everybody about it. <laughs> um, Glenn Nielsen with us today. He is the founder of Picks in the Glen. He's also a... Uh, Author, photo bomb, take your family photos from ordinary to outstanding. We'll talk to you a little bit about that book uh, as as we go here on the broadcast. Now, uh, you, you flew a lot of these planes. Um, what was your favorite aircraft to fly? Oh, I think the F-4, the Phantom, was by far, you know, the most exciting. Uh, you knew it was around. It made a lot of noise, which is not real popular today, but it <laughs> had a lot of power. Um at its at the time I was flying it, it was the premier fighter aircraft in the world. That's and cool. of course, obviously, there have been many that have come since then to to exceed that capability. But it was it was certainly respected by those who flew it and by those who opposed those who flew it. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's Glenn Nielsen. He's with us today here on our big broadcast, coast to coast, border to border, on iHeartRadio. Tune in, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and, of course, 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. Radio Xenu today, and uh, RadioZenu.com for more information. And um, what types of missions uh, did you do in some of these aircrafts? Uh, what what were some of the different missions you carried out, my friend? Well, in Southeast Asia, we were primarily bombers, so we were going after strategic targets in North Vietnam, uh, primarily bridges, factories, uh, things that were providing strategic support to the war effort. Uh, did not I personally did not get into any air-to-air other than when I was defending myself against somebody else trying to kill me. Yeah. But uh, uh, basically, after I left Southeast Asia in a normal fighter squadron, you get, you know, uh, a general array of training. You train in air to air, you train air to ground, you train dropping bombs, you, you train uh, fighting airplanes one on one, you fight, tra- you know, train uh, electronic warfare, all of that. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Now, uh, when, when you go to put some of these, some of these various, uh, you know, missions and things together, and you're up there, you know, flying flying whether it's a plane helicopter what have you um take me through the 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 process of of going from point a to point b essentially with uh with with some of these missions well today it's very very simple to get from point a to point b because we've got gps and all that's in the aircraft also at our when i was flying it was what they call tactical air navigation or tacan uh, we did have some Loran, which was uh, an electronic method of identifying where you were in three dimensions. Uh, but primarily it was, uh, you know, keep pay attention to where you're at and where you're going, and, and you'd flight plan out the plan, and you'd fly the plan. Um, now, if you're talking about talking through a mission and what went into a mission, 
I can talk about that also. Yes, yes. I, I, w- I would like you to follow up there and uh, kind of kind of take us through this without without giving away, you know, obviously, you know, the 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 details that the okay. that are that, that um, the average, you know, average person doesn't need. Uh, <laughs> it's got to take right. us through the schematics here of how this worked. Sure. Uh, a normal combat mission would start for us about four o'clock in the morning which is when you'd start doing target study. And you'd go yeah. in, you'd spend an hour to an hour and a half looking at all the available photographs, maps, charts, any information that was available about the target, why you were hitting it, where you needed to hit it. And all of that information you would just study until you basically had it memorized. Then you would sit down in a major group. So you're talking about... Uh, a typical mission could have as many as a hundred aircraft in it. Yeah. And all of this coordination would go across, not only for where we were at our base, but all the bases in Southeast Asia. So you would have a, a meeting to talk about the overall plan for the day. And then you would get into a, a briefing of just the four aircraft that were part of your flight and what specifically your part was in that big picture that you had just talked about. Yeah. After that, you'd go get dressed. You'd get out to your airplane, pre-flight it, uh, get ready. There was a specific time that you had to be ready to take off. You took off at that time, uh, went up and then rendezvoused with a tanker, and then you would get refueled, top off your tank so that you had all the gas it was possible to have. And then at a given time, you'd drop off the tanker and you'd head into the target. And you'd fly into the target, and really, I would say the worst part of the entire mission was the time up until they started to shoot. Because <laughs> once they yes. started shooting, you knew what what you had to do. You know, it's kind of like one of these things, the unknown is the biggest gear. Yep, yep. But as soon as they start shooting, you, you've been trained, you've been through it, you've got the experience, you know what to do, and you settle down, now you can talk again. So we go in, we fly the, the mission, drop our bombs, rendezvous out, come back out, hit a tanker again, refuel again so that we had enough gas to get back home, and then we'd go home. Now, would you do uh, after, Would you do a lot of this refueling and stuff in the air? Oh, yeah. How, how, yeah, how in the heck? Uh, I've seen this with, like... Some I've 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 seen like civilian aircraft and things like that where they where they do uh, some of the refueling or I've seen you know various things on uh, on different documentaries and things. But take mm-hmm. take me through how the hell do you line how do you line yourself up and they get lined up with you and that 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 just seems well, like that would be a very very difficult task. Actually, it's uh, difficult the first time you do it just because it's overwhelming. Once you've done it a few times, it's not a whole lot different than flying uh, you know, in formation with another fighter. But basically, the tanker sets up in a circle or in an orbit. Yeah. And then the fighter would come in and join on the tanker. And then you would rotate through. So there's four airplanes that are on one tanker. The lead would be first. He would pull up underneath the tanker, yep. get into position. There's a nozzle and a, and a little extension boom that comes out of the tanker. That plugs into a receptacle on the airplane, and then oh. they pump the gas. When you're done, they, they hit a solenoid. It releases the, the tube, 
and lead pulls off to the side of the wing. And then the next aircraft, which is number three, comes in and gets gas. Yeah. Holy smokes. <laughs> that is... And that... It, it, once you've done it a few times, it's like uh, you just... You're looking up instead of looking sideways as far as your references for what's forward and aft. But, yeah. you know, you get to the point where you can see one or two inches of movement, and you just correct it one or two inches instead of waiting until it's two or three feet. That's awesome. That's awesome. We've got a, a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on Skype Audio to discuss uh, some of the different uh, aircrafts. Glenn Nielsen with us today. He is, of course, a... Uh, flown 200 combat missions he's the advanced distinguished flying cross seven times master's degree in international relations he's also uh active in local state and national chapters of the ppa which is the professional photographers of america and uh he has done a lot in the photography world let's talk about that um you've written a book photobomb take your family photos from ordinary to outstanding tell me a little bit about this okay the purpose of that book was to take people that are using cell phones or uh, low-end DSLR cameras, yeah. uh, don't know a lot about photography, but they like pictures and they want to have good pictures. And the entire purpose of that is to explain to the more or less lay person what the physics and the technology of photography is, what makes a lens work, and it's not technical at all. It's basic information of what you can do to make your picture look better just because you're aware of one simple little thing. As an example, if you're taking pictures of a person and there's a window behind them and it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon and you're in a dark room, when you take that picture, their face, their body is going to be pretty much dark, very, very dark. Yeah, because the camera is going to expose for the outside light. If mm. you take that person and rotate 90 degrees so that the light is raking across them instead of being behind them, you get a great picture. That's awesome. If you turn them completely around 180 degrees, then you're going to have the bright light in their face and they're going to be squinting. So you don't want to do that. And these are basic things, you know, what you can do just by understanding what light does to you and for you. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Now, uh, with this book, uh, what do you want readers to take away from your writing? Well, I would like them to take away from the book the fact that there's a lot that goes into photography. It's not a matter of, I got a camera for Christmas, I've got a website for New Year's, and I'm a professional photographer. Yeah. It's a lot more than that. Because when, when I made up my mind, I was going to, my third career was going to be in photography, I yes. spent probably two to three years before I got to the point where I could say, I'm a professional without choking. And wow. there's just that much about it. Wow. Uh, now, Glenn, uh, before we let you go here, where can people pick up the book and, uh, and and get in touch with you if they would like? Well, the book is available on either Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And you probably need to say Photobomb, uh, author Glenn Nielsen, in order to find it. Uh, maybe, you know, if you're having difficulty finding it. Um, 
If people want to contact me, I am available at Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, at Hicks, T-I-C-S, N-I-N-T-H-E, Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, dot com. Awesome stuff. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate you making time for us today, and uh, thanks for coming on the broadcast. Appreciate it, my friend. It's It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Definitely. Well, we'll be in touch. Have yourself a happy holiday. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you. You too. Appreciate it. Thank you, brother. We are going to take a timeout. A little musical interlude here. And we'll be back with more here on our big broadcast. It is top of the hour time. We're back after this. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.